0: 100 up baby welcome to episode 9 of football introspection i am your host anati and yes we have got 100 plays 100 plays guys um yeah we'll talk about that a bit later i'll give you guys my thank you a bit later but thank you again i can't say thank you enough honestly so we'll get a thank you now and you'll get a thank you later but yeah um today's episode we'll just be doing same things as always we'll have the recap we'll check what's next talk about the quiz talk about um actually got some jokes for today from um a special superstar in our game and then we'll have a a segment about politics i think we'll talk a bit about politics today but yeah um thank you again for the hundred plays um yeah i don't know guys i, I think i'm in a chip, uh, chippy mood a great mood today i don't know i'm laughing a lot i think i laugh a lot in general and yeah i'm not sure if my jokes are actually funny in the episode so um please bear with me and enjoy the episode okay so let's start with the recap segment and today we're starting off in italy and then we had four matches in three different competitions. Since Monday night, so yeah, I'll just speak about them. I'll just give you the score lines for them. Um, Torino beats Fiorentina 4 0. Cagliari beats Bologna 2 1. Those two matches were in the league. And then in the Coppa Italia, Atalanta beats Venezia 2 0. And then in the Supercoppa, the Tarbite Italia that played last night, Inter beats Juve 2 1, coming back from a goal down winning the game actually after extra time and the person who's scored the winner is former Manchester United flop Alexis Sanchez and yeah it's it's good to see him is actually starting to catch some more form now under Simone Inzaghi he's starting more games compared to even when he was with Conte but he's also starting to deliver with goals so yeah good to see him back on form because he is a fun player to watch when he's on his best form on to Spain now and yeah, we had two games, one in the league, one in the um, Super Cup in the league game, Espanyol lost 2-1 to Alche and then in the Super Cup, Real Madrid beat Barça 3-2 after extra time um, yeah, the goal scorers for Real Madrid Winnie Jr, Big Ben's. Can't be surprised And then Fede Valverde got the winner And then for Barca it was Luke De Jong and Ansu Fati Funny that he just had to score one goal And then Chaffee fell in love with him So yeah But he's on good form is Luke De Jong But anyway um, Yeah I just want to talk about Barca And how they register players Like it's weird man They're in debt, but they're still able to sign People for above 60 million And their debt is like about 400 million plus minus if I remember correctly which is wild because how do you be or how are you in so much debt and you're still able to take out 60 million and then you just tell one of your players not just reduce your salary a bit and then we can register this guy and we send another guy on loan because that's how they've been signing players when they signed Memphis and Acquero and Eric Garcia at the beginning of the season, they didn't take out money, but they made Busquets, PK Alba, Sergio Roberto, the main men or the captains, the leaders, they had to take paid decreases so that the club can afford to think, to register the players. And that's obviously another reason why they couldn't keep Messi because they didn't sign Messi's contract before it expired. If Messi had extended then he would have stayed, but then now to get, since um, his contract had expired, you have to find a new structure to afford Messi, and they're not able to. And it sucks for other Spanish sides who struggled so much because of corona as well, but can't do what Barca are doing to fix their, or to sign players. So, yeah, another, another thing of politics in football, which is just a little bit sketchy eh okay um yeah finally just oh on to England which is the last of the top 5 leagues because France and Germany had no football this midweek and United beat Villa 1-0 the FA Cup should have lost to Villa but since um the FA Cup has certain grounds that have VAR um Villa what do you call goals disallowed and i'm not saying i want villa to win games by offside goals and stuff like that no i'm just saying that the competition needs to be fair for everyone so if vr is in one ground then it should be in all grounds if it's not on one ground then it's on no grounds so that's what i'm just trying to say obviously villa didn't score a legal goal but they did outplay man united um yeah Anyway, in the Premier League, there were two matches. Southampton beat Brentford 4-1, and West Ham beat Norwich 2-0. Did I say it? Oh, no, yeah. But anyway, ha, lol. Um, yeah, Broja, key player, him. I think, for um, Southampton. I think if they're able to hold him for another season, they'll be very happy. But I think the only way they can keep him is if they're around like the Europa League or Conference League, I don't think Chelsea would loan him out again just for Premier League experience. I think they'd do a mixture of Premier League experience and some European experience if they decide to loan him out. Or they could always keep him and take him straight to Champions League experience as well, where he comes off the bench and he learns and he starts a few games as well. So, yeah, just depending on how Thomas thinks um, of Broya by the end of the season. And then... For West Ham, um, Jared Bowen, quality player, definitely part of my team of the season Um, at this point in time. Yeah, I think for a team like Spurs, I think they should look into him because he's um, shown and he's proven that he can do it at Premier League level. And I think he can only get better. So I think that's worth the risk of signing him and then you adds to the goals that Kane and Son have. But anyway, talking about Spurs, who lost to Chelsea 1-0 in the Paraguay Cup um, second-leg semi-final and lost in total in aggregate 3-0. So, yeah, um, people are comparing Chelsea to Spurs and saying Spurs will play it around and everything. Not yet. not yet. Conte is even talking about his team, saying that the gap between Spurs and Chelsea is too big. Or it's not too big, but Chelsea opened up that gap. So it's not something that can just be turned over just over a couple of months of having a new coach. But congratulations to Chelsea through to the final. And yeah, um, for my sake of it, I hope that they win the, the League Cup final. Okay, so on to FCON. And... I think I like noticed one of the most interesting stats that's currently happening in AFCON. Um, since Monday's games have been played, so from Monday's games to Thursday's game, well, we can even include the two games that were played on Sunday. So let's start. The 12 games that have been played so far in um, AFCON, eh? three of them have not finished in 1-0 no victories. All of the other nine have finished in 1-0 victories. So of those 12 games as well, um, 11 of them have had clean sheets. It's only the first game that does not have a clean sheet. So it was a 2-1 victory for Cameroon. That's the game without the clean sheet, obviously. And then from Cape Verde against Ethiopia that same night on Sunday night, that game, Cape Verde won 1-0. No. And then, if we go through the list of results now that I have here, we have Senegal that beat Zimbabwe 1-0. No. We'll talk about this later. Then we have Guinea that beat Malawi 1-0. No. We have Morocco that beat Ghana 1-0. No. Comoros lost to Gabon 1-0. No. Nigeria beat Egypt 1-0. No. Sudan lost to Guinea-Bissau. Oh, sorry, they drew no no. Algeria drew no 0 no. at Sierra Leone. Equatorial Guinea lost to Ivory Coast, 1-0. Tunisia lost to Mali, 1-0. And Mauritania lost to Gambia, 1-0. So, yeah, that's very, very interesting in terms of um, the results. But low-scoring AFCON so far, but still having a big impact on the continent of Africa and the... What, like the showing kids... That it's possible to make it because a country like Sierra Leone, the last time they were in FCON was in 1996. And then the first game that they come back is against Algeria, one of the tournament favorites, and <clears throat> they end up getting a 0-0 draw. So for them, that's a big result. That's a, a points gained. So, yeah. But anyway, um also want to talk about like the VAR, the fact that we also have VAR is a huge thing and i don't like that people are talking nonsense about the african referees using warong or not using it correctly because there was a match where um the referee ended the game and then he restarted the game and gave away a red card and i saw people are saying I you see this is the reason why africa can't use VAR or whatever whatever because what and You go to the Premier League last season, Brighton versus Man United. Ref ends the game 2-2 Brighton, Man United. Ref restarts the game to give Man United a penalty. And then the game ends 3-2 for Man United. So where's the same energy? Because that wasn't even the first time that European refs were using VAR. They had used VAR in the Champions League before so premier league should have had at least experience from using VAR because they are in the champions league so they just yeah they need to keep the same energy and if they're going to criticize the africans like this then they should also criticize the europeans but obviously we know that's not the case but yeah anyway another chat tunisia and mali so as i mentioned earlier Tunisia lost one nil to Mali. But now that's the problem. <clears throat> the Tunisian coach was very, very angry because um, at halftime, the ref blew slightly early for half time And then for full time, this was a game when the ref blew early and the game restarted and then a Mali forward got sent off and then he ended the game at the 89th minute again. And then there was supposed to be about five, six minutes added on because of lengthy, lengthy delays in terms of um, VAR checks and stuff. So Tunisian coach is angry, gets on the field, is complaining about the refs. Like, how can you do this to us because the match is not over? We still had so much time to play. You're not giving us a chance to finish our match and give us a chance to actually maybe score equalise, or maybe even luckily get two goals in six minutes and win the game or something like that. But you're not giving us a chance to win or lose this game in the allocated time that a match is supposed to be played. And then the ref on the field told the Tunisian manager that no, the players was going to the dressing room because the match is over. This is what the Tunisian coach says, by the way. So he says he was told that no, go to the dressing room, match is over and then 40 minutes after the game is done they told that no um we're going to restart the game so the mali players got ready and everything and they were getting ready to come on the field but the tunisians didn't come back onto the field and that's because they were already in their eye spots they weren't ready to go back onto the field so tunisia are going to appeal the game and they want to scrap the result or at least, yeah, replay the game, I think. But, yeah, it's. I understand why the Tunisians didn't come out, because you've played the match, you felt cheated, and then you're like, okay, fine, the FA, our FA is going to go deal with this later. Let's just rest, let's recover, and then we play the next match and we try and see what we can do for the next match. And then, as you're doing that, you told that you need to come back onto the field. It's like there's no way that you're gonna come back. You're already, your muscles are already relaxing and everything. So, yeah, I, I another question I think I, I guess I have for you guys because I'm also conflicted is, what's what's the correct thing to do? What do you guys think should be done? Do you think the last let's say 10 minutes of the game needs to be played, or do you think they? scrap the results in general and then let them play again but how do you let them play again because the tournament is scheduled for a certain amount of days and there's certain matches that play then so what do you give them both one point what do you do i i honestly don't know so yeah just let me know what you guys think i'll definitely put a poll for the two questions that i've asked then i'll ask them as two separate questions and then you guys will just let me know what you think so yeah. Okay, so that's the end of our recap segment and let's look forward to what will be happening this week in football. And in the AFCON is where we're starting. So today we start the second round of fixtures and Cameroon versus Ethiopia play today and then Cape Verde and Burkina Faso will be the other game that plays today. And then tomorrow's fixtures, there's Senegal and Guinea and Gabon and Ghana, that's just to name a few. Ghana need to win after losing their first game to Morocco. So, yeah, they need to turn their fortunes around. And then on Saturday, Egypt is another team that needs to pick up three points. And they play Guinea-Bissau. And then on Sunday, other two teams that of the favorites that need to pick up three points would be Algeria, who are playing Equatorial Guinea, and Tunisia, who are playing Mauritania, Mauritania or something. I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's I'm sad. But anyway, um, on to Italy. Tonight they have two Coppa Italia fixtures, Napoli versus Fiorentina and Milan versus Genoa. And then they've got Serie A football over the weekend, but the star game or the highlight fixture of the weekend will be Atalanta versus Inter on Sunday evening. And then if we move on to Spain, Spain have the second of their uh, semi-finals for the Super Cup tonight, which is Atletico Madrid versus Atletic Club. And then on the weekend in the Copa del Rey, we have Betis versus Sevilla, so that's actually a derby match. So if you're interested in a derby match, there's one from Seville. And then on Sunday we will have the Super Cup final, which will be contested between Real Madrid and the winner of tonight's um, semi-final game between Athletic Club and Atletico Madrid. And then on to England. Um, tonight we also have uh, another semi-final but the first leg of the Carabao Cup semi-final which will be Liverpool versus Arsenal and the second leg will be next week so it had been postponed so that's why the first leg is today and the second leg will be next week but there's talks about Arsenal struggling of naming players due to COVID, due to injuries, due to FCON, and talking about postponements man if both teams are going to postpone all of their matches when they struggle then they must just give Chelsea the trophy because it seems like they don't want to play this um, semi-final anyway um, we'll have premier league action tomorrow as well there's another rivalry brighton versus palace so if you're interested in rivalries definitely check that match out and then on saturday we kick off football with city versus chelsea um gandhi did say don't trust the early kickoff so yeah i'm not sure whose side is on tomorrow but i'm um, a for saturday but yeah early kickoff city versus chelsea late on at night the last kickoff of saturday would be villa versus united so villa can get their revenge and then on sunday we also have the north london derby at spurs so yeah quite an interesting weekend of premier league football as well and then in france psg will be playing Press this weekend in the and then the key fixture or the highlight fixture will be Marseille versus Lille. And then in Germany, we have Dortmund versus Freiburg on Friday, which is second versus fourth. But then in terms of names, the biggest game of the weekend from my side of it will be Mönchengladbach versus Leverkusen. So, yeah, that's what we're looking forward to this coming weekend of football. There are some interesting games in every league so pick your league sit down relax and watch the football all right um on the quiz and yeah let's get into it so the first question was how many different goal scorers have Chelsea had over the course of this current year the answer is 10. Chelsea have scored 10 goals this year so far and it's been scored by 10 different goal scorers so for interest's sake the goal scorers are on goal by Ben Davis, Rom Lukaku, Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Hakim Ziyech, Andreas Christensen, Tony Rudiger, Mateo Kovacic, and um, Kristen Pulisic. So yeah, those are the 10 different goal scorers. Then the second question was, um, how many seconds or how much time was left, of, left over or left when... Senegal got awarded the penalty against Zimbabwe. Officially, it was actually seven seconds left. There was seven seconds before the three added um, minutes had elapsed. So, yeah, last minutes, for real. Like, if anything is last minute, that's last minute. And, um, Basa had a defender who had signed a new contract and he reduced his wages to help the club um what register ferran and that was samuel Titi that's a defender who did that and then next question would be paul Wanner. um how old was he when he made his buy-in debut last week friday he was 16 years and 15 days old so he literally just turned 15 over the christmas period so Congratulations to him, and hopefully he can continue growing into being a decent footballer, if not great. But yeah, congratulations. Hopefully he keeps on pushing. And then the Italian player who signed for Toronto FC is Lorenzo Insigne. i just shocked. He's still, what, 30-31, and he's already going there. So yeah, very interesting choice, but yeah, that's the quiz, guys. Thanks for participating. Thanks for staying like with me and keep on answering these quiz questions. And yeah, stay tuned for the next poll on Sunday and then the next quiz next week. So yes, it's a Thursday and that means it's Transfer Thursdays. Wow, lol, I actually just thought of this now. I never thought of this before wow okay so yes for the rest of january every thursday will be transfer thursdays so obviously transfer thursdays means we're going to be talking about transfers on thursdays so yeah just again a recap like we had last week um just to confirm some transfers that hadn't been confirmed by last week when we made the episode Trippier joining newcastle um Continue on loan at um, Villa with the 14 million option to buy then Maitland Niles also joined Roma on loan then yeah from Arsenal then we have Christoph Biontek back in Serie A joined Ferentina on loan from Hertha Berlin we spoke about Insigne now who completed his deal to Toronto then Chris Wood signs from Burnley to Newcastle which Newcastle side of it I don't think it's a terrible signing like I think for where they want to go next season um Chris Wood isn't the striker but in terms of surviving um relegation for this season then I think that he can be a good signing so yeah I just think there's the socks that they're still gonna be in the market again for another striker current like in this month but Yeah, I think for the current um, situation, because the first thing they need to do is avoid relegation. So I think he is a good signing. And then Dinier is joining or joined Villa with Anwar El Ghazi going the other way, going to Everton. And then Sergio Oliveira from Porto is also joining Roma on loan. So yeah, those are the completed um, highlight signings that have happened so far. And then... I had literally just read that Diabala is considering not re-signing for um, his contract at Juventus. So apparently he's listening to offers because his contract expires at the end of the season. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what actually happens because he is a very key player to to them. And then, yeah, I'm just interested to see what happens there. So I read... Little interesting things on Ronaldo, which I just wanted to bring to this episode quickly. Um, apparently, Ronaldo is not going to accept United finishing outside of the top three, and which is going to be so tough to do anyway. Even if United were playing um, good football from the beginning of the season, just that there's four quality sides, so it's easy. For you just to miss the top three and finish in fourth. So yeah. And then I read also that Ronaldo won't stay at Man United if it stays a Panzer Club. <laughs> like the fact that they used Panzer Club is so amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Ronaldo said that. It was just him saying that he wants to win trophies and stuff at Man United. He didn't just come here for fun and to retire. So the, the fact that they used Panzer Club I <clears throat> I find that funny and finally um with the man united dressing room being like it's shaking there um ronaldo told harry mcguire or he asked harry mcguire is like the only is the only piece of silverware that you wanna hold um grease handcuffs (laughs) which is a hella funny like ronaldo has actually quite good banter like that's a good one, that's a good one Um, Yeah, because for y'all that don't know Harry Maguire had been arrested In Greece So that's where the um, Greek handcuffs come from So yeah, that's a, a Very good one by Ronaldo Funny guy Yeah, anyway End of the jokes now Um. Yeah, let's move on to something A bit more serious Which will be the final segment of today's episode and it's about politics footballing and politics and yeah just Eric and I came out yesterday talking about the world cup and saying that he will not be watching it because this world cup is not a real world cup because FIFA are all in it for the money and they don't really care about the human rights violations that's happening in qatar all that so if you don't know what had been happening in qatar that people have been dying in the building of the stadiums and fifa are just there for the money essentially because it feels a lot like this world cup is not meant to develop football in the host nation but more because of the money and the whole tender process, I think, I don't know if it's, yeah, I think it's a tender everywhere else, we call it a tender everywhere else also, yeah, but the tender process or the um, process of applying for the World Cup and choosing who hosts the World Cup was even investigated by, I think it was a Swiss, because it was, didn't seem ethical, and yeah um i don't know man it's 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 you don't want to go and accuse anyone before like you know everything and you can or you can clearly see what's up but then when the world cup was awarded to Qatar in 2010 that's when qatar started coming into football in terms of businesses and not in just in terms of like playing at their home countries and maybe a Qatarian footballer coming overseas or something like that, playing in Europe, like for when South Africa got the World Cup. It wasn't necessarily because a South African businessman bought into a country or anything, or a club or anything like that. So there's a worry that it's not about development and it's just about money. And there's always also this new talk of making the World Cup happen every second year, which will give FIFA, I think, a revenue of like four point six billion, and it definitely doesn't help soccer in itself because how are we going to fit in the schedule when our players getting time to rest? Are we just doing this thing for the money? Because we we're adding so many games, so we're just doing it for the money at this point in time, and then we're trying to make football now a twelve month um season, which it can't be. need time to rest it was a 10-month club season and then one month of internationals when we had internationals at the end of the season so at least the average player gets a month off or so of not having to play but yeah um, it's a tough one because it seems like FIFA are not worried about the human rights violations obviously they'll act like they do but then in terms of the actions that they're putting in and everything it doesn't seem like they do care and they're just in it for the money which is sad because football is not supposed to be or sports is not supposed to be a money driven thing that's it's a it's thing everyone plays everyone does it whether you're rich or you're poor you all play sports and one thing that it does is that it helps relieve stress you may be feeling sad because something happened at home or whenever then you go play your sport and then you calm down you feel a bit better and then you move on with life or you approach your thing that you're dealing with in a better mind state and everything so it's sad that this is the case um i respect kantana's wishes of saying that he's not going to watch the world cup like i agree with everything that you said in terms of um the World Cup not being a real World Cup or the fact that it's money-driven. I agree with that completely. But um, from my side of it, I'm definitely watching the World Cup this year. But I will definitely stand up against anything. I'll speak about it if I get another opportunity or if I find something else that I need to say on my platform. I'll speak about it and say, I do not enjoy what FIFA is doing. So, yeah, let's hope that the correct things can be done and we can change at least FIFA within. That has been today's episode. But before I leave you guys, um yeah, no I really have to thank you guys a lot. Um I really appreciate all the support and all the plays, all the interactions, everything that you guys do in terms of listening and participating with my channel in terms of my podcast in terms of listening to the podcast and also interacting on the socials um thank you very much for that um i've reached 100 um plays so 100 up so yeah thank you for that It, it yeah it took me by surprise when i actually got to it i didn't expect it um but yeah thanks again thanks for spreading the word um just in case you guys want to spread the word again, you know what I mean, so we can help grow the podcast. Um at on Twitter and on Instagram. The podcast is at Footy Intro. And then my personal is on Twitter it's at an- Anati underscore Sinalo. On Instagram, Anati full stop Sinalo. But yeah, the links are all in the bios of all those four different accounts. But thank you very much. I appreciate everything that you guys have done for me and that you guys still will do for me hopefully you guys will continue doing things for me obviously but um thank you very much guys um i love you all and i hope my banter is not too terrible for you guys thanks bye